This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler episode number 121. Today we're going to be talking about maintenance tools for your WordPress site. Let's go around the room here real quick and get everyone introduced. We go in alphabetic order, and unfortunately Chris Lima isn't here. He's usually the first one, so I guess we'll have to settle with George. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm George Stefanis. I am the team lead for the Jetpack Pit Crew at Automatic, uh, erstwhile tweeter, and I get bored very easily, so I'm moving on. Nice. Rami, what's up? Tell us about yourself. I'm Rami. I'm a developer at Maintain, a WordPress support and maintenance company. Awesome. What about you, Russ? Uh, hey, what's up? I'm Russ. I uh, I have Geek Street, another uh, support maintenance company, and uh, I build stuff in WordPress. Sweet. Suzette, what about you? Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank, and I am a designer, front-end developer over at WebDev Studios. Very cool. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me, Jason Tucker, on Twitter, and I blog about WordPress audio video stuff over at WPmedia.pro. Wow, that is the shortest intro ever because we have the shortest <laughs> and smallest <laughs> number of people on the show. Hey, I'm 6'2", I'll have you know. Same here, 6'2 and a half. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, um, about this WordPress thing and about supporting it and doing maintenance with it. You know, it uh, looks like two of you guys run companies that do maintenance-type work, right? Yes, well, sir. work there. I don't run the company. Work there, right. Okay. So, uh, you know, Rami, you want to tell us a little bit about yours, and then we'll, we'll let Russ uh, explain his? Sure. Uh, Maintain handles a pretty wide variety of WordPress sites, everything from enterprise down to uh, casual bloggers, um, giant multi-site networks, uh, various commerce configurations. And from there, it's... Uh, for the typical employee, pretty even split between custom development and high-volume support and maintenance. Uh, things from help my site is hacked to I need to customize some facet of a plugin and everything in between. Very cool. How long have you guys been doing that? Uh, about two years now, just under. Very cool. Very cool. What about you, Russ? Um, it's actually kind of funny, uh, Shane Sanderson, who who does maintain, uh, he and I kind of rolled out our platforms together. Um, as you probably know, John Hawkins, uh, we started this WordPress meetup group. Well, John did, and I kind of joined in, and I noticed people needed help, and the thing with WordPress groups is, like, there's people that help, but then there's people that need a specific answer, so I started this kind of support platform and it started off with just a gravity form, and, you know, it was $1, and I'll answer your question, and then it kind of grew into $2, $3, and now it's full-blown. It's all 100% WordPress. Like, we don't use a, a Zendesk, or we don't use anything like that. Everything we built is 100% WordPress, and I feel like that helps us connect to people who are using WordPress. Very cool. Very cool. Wow, you're using everything with WordPress, huh? Everything we do here is WordPress. If I can't do it in WordPress, I don't do it. <laughs> well, That's so, hardcore, man. <laughs> so, George, when, when's that going to get rolled in the jetpack? Shh, don't tell him. No, <laughs> you did not. I mean, there's, I love a, there's some fantastic support tools. Uh, what we have rolled in recently is Jetpack Manage, which is a way of... Uh, centralizing the dashboard, and we're extending an open API so 
uh, third-party apps could uh, just decide to extend it and I don't know if Managed WP or Infinite WP or any of them wanted to, they could say here, log in with your WordPress.com account and then you could just use the Jetpack Manage uh, as a client or they could use that as a way of uh, then on the client's path installing their own plugin through it. So um, we're getting some last uh, security and privacy bugs ironed out before we actually open that up, but all the endpoints are there, everything's publicly auditable and... Um, we're hoping to really help build and drive the ecosystem forward on that uh, before hopefully getting it rolled into the WordPress.org uh, JSON REST API that's currently in development. Awesome. Nice. That's cool, because that, that actually helps both of these guys out um, in the long run, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's there have been so many different varied implementations on it that um, it makes sense for there to be a JSON REST API endpoints that could be called for installing plugins, updating things. The problem is, up to this point, we've only had XML RPC in core, and that's meant as a publishing platform. Extending that to, like, manage infrastructure is something it was never meant or intended to do. So now right there's there, actually... Though. Right. So now that there's actually progress in core of building a full proper API to handle everything... Um, I would love to see basically API-first development moving and happening in core, so anything you can do in WP Admin could be done via an API call just as easily, and that's going to then let you uh, sever uh, the actual WP Admin uh, code, so who knows, the next admin for WordPress could just be entirely API-driven, just like a mobile app or just like what have you. Uh, it's going to need some uh, reimagining of how some legacy plugins interact, um, especially if there's going to be any standardization. But, yeah, it's it's where I'm really excited to see WordPress moving to in the next three, five years, and I've completely derailed our topic for the day, so I'm no. sorry. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. No, that's be... good. I wanted to know about that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a Go very ahead. good George, what you just described. George, what you just described, I feel like you just described, you know, like a car that has wood sticking out the windows? Like, I feel like that's what you just described. Like, it's a car not meant to be used as a truck. That's what XML RPC is. I feel like that's what you just described. <laughs> the RP, I forget what the C stands for, but the RP in XML RPC stands for a remote, oh, it's remote procedure call. Never mind, I thought it was remote right. thing. But, yeah, the initial spec was basically, here's how you have XMLRPC, and that's a consistent thing across all sorts of platforms. Uh, I think Drupal supports it. I think Joomla, Joomla may have. Blogger did. It was basically these common set of calls that we've added onto in WordPress since then. But, I mean, if an application is just going to use the common calls, it could instantly work with all these different blogging platforms. And... It's great and all, but, I mean, let's face it, formatting everything in XML uh, and then <laughs> including your password in plain text in every... You're going to give me a flashback. Stop. <laughs> I don't mean to trigger Ram Rami's PTSD, so moving on. So now that we've kind of, you know, gave a gave a pretty good idea of, like, what technologies are being used on the back end in order to, you know, to do this or what will be uh, going forward pretty soon here... Like, what stuff can we use now? Like, what are the things that we can use now as both as, like, normal users that would want to do maintenance work on their site and then 
if they don't want to do that themselves, what could they, you know, who could they pay, how could they pay them, and what type of, you know, interfaces or software are they going to use in order to do it? So, like, what is there now that people can use? You know, I mean, there's, there's, you know, managed WP, there's that type of thing, there's infinite WP that's out there, there's... Uh, if you just want to set it and forget it, there's a plugin called Update Control that uh, you can say, all my things, update them automatically and leave me alone. Uh, that what is that called? That's awesome. I need that. Update control. Uh, it also lets you turn off auto update for point releases. That's a mark. I would uh, never recommend. Plugin, right? No, I started it and Chip took it over. Ah, Chip. Okay. Um, but I would never recommend someone turn off point releases. But if you need to for some reason or other, that'll let you do it. Um, but it's basically more set and forget it. I wouldn't recommend folks set everything to automatically update immediately. Because, I mean, if a point release gets out on one of your plugins, uh, just going to kill your site, you could not be having a fun time. Uh, I'm very much like to see more development in core that will um, basically something built out that will update a plugin um, but still save the old version of it in a temp directory and just, like, run a test uh, with a loopback connection, if the site's bricked, then it undoes it, and the initial proce process just uh, replaces the initial files, so it didn't. So an update didn't brick your site, but that's that's cool. I'm rambling again. I'm sorry. No, nah, no, nah, that's fine. So we we have something like that. What is there? You know, there's there's other tools that are out there that do like uh, database maintenance and um yeah w wp optimize is one of them. Mm -hmm. That I think it doesn't work with every host though. It does not. It does not. It does not it work with every host. But if it works, it's great because it allows you to optimize your database tables without going into PHP and MyAdmin. I think but. one of the most important types of maintenance are preventive maintenance, so the fantastic variety of backup and uh, security and DNS monitoring plugins. There is zero excuse. As a, If you're not backing up your WordPress site, you don't. You just don't deserve to have a website at all. <laughs> you can do free options, and you can do any variety of paid stuff. So there's a lot of great solutions out there. Yeah, like, secu like Security has something like that. I, I was looking at one of their, their most recent Great. offering where they'll actually go and update all of your plugins in place and revert back to the one that's from the um, from um, the repository so that way you'll have the most freshest version of that file and it hasn't been something that's been tampered with or anything like that, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. That's cool. I know WordFence does have also monitoring that will monitor DNS as well as um, changes to core files or plugins. I think that might be a pro feature. Not quite sure. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. It's something I know I've talked with Chris Wegman about in iTheme Security, and I believe last time I spoke with him, I think he had said he was looking into adding that in. I'm not sure if that's actually happened yet. Hmm. But just something they can basically look at your... Uh, core directories give you an automatic heads up. Is there a file there that shouldn't be? Uh, do the uh, file hashes match what should be? Now, if an exploit is getting really crafty, they could just uh, rewrite the plugin so it's always going to return a false positive, but that's what you get when you're not doing pure file system scanning. Yeah. 
So, we're, we're, you know, now that we've kind of gone through a few of these things, like, what are you guys doing, you know, as the professionals that do this type of work? Like, are, is there tools that you guys are using in-house that you built yourself, or is there stuff that you're kind of using that's off the shelf? Um, for the most part, like, when a client is using something like, let's say, Gravity Forms, we'll go ahead and test it across, like, some local dev stuff, and if it works there, I'm pretty confident that it will still work on their sites. Um, but it, it's also nice to pull down kind of a backup of their site and install it there and just double check. You know, but for the most part, like, there's plugins that we trust that we'll just go ahead and update, but then there's other things that, you know, like, it only has 2,000 reviews or it only has, like, 200 downloads. That one will go and, like, examine way, way more and we'll always keep a backup of, you know, of, of the site just to hold, just in case, you know. Um, especially with like bootstrap plugins because you have someone who's using like a bootstrap plugin that's running 2.0 and then like in 3.0 the naming changed so it's like we got to go and test that kind of stuff and having a backup of that just helps you know for us aside from consistent restore points and uh, error logs uh, the once you get beyond the preventive maintenance stuff, uh, we have a few things that, given you know certain symptoms uh, and whatever the issue happens to be, uh, a bit of custom solutions and automated tests to help narrow things down uh, quicker than a person could. Uh, one really great uh, our uh, internal plugins are not uh, public, but one really excellent one made by Norcross is the. System snapshot report uh, that you can hand off to your customer or client and say, "Okay, uh, install and activate this plugin, and just send me whatever it says." And, uh, helps you narrow things down. Well, that is cool. I've never seen that one before. Yeah, what kind of information does it does it actually give you? Uh, all of the plugins installed in the okay. active states, whether or not multi-site is active, how many subsites there are. Um, Variety of other data: how many comments, how many posts, uh, how many spam comments, stuff like that. Nice. That's really cool. Even for like the the freelance uh, person that's working on, maybe they're bringing on a new client or something, they can run that just to kind of look at it and get a, a general idea of what they're working with before they actually dive in and start working. Yeah. Now, out of curiosity, Russell was mentioning that uh, pulling down a local copy of client sites. Um, do you run them locally through like Vagrant or the like, or is this more just like an archival copy? And the archival copies that you pull down, are you running them through any sort of version control so you can step back through them in history, or is it more of just uh, this is what the current version happens to be? So when when we bring somebody and once they get like uh, above uh, a regular support plan, they get some kind of uh, um, economy or expert or something like that, we'll actually pull down what they have and store it in a repo, and we'll test based on that, and then we're doing uh, SVN to pull down and keeping that current just to test based on that. But everything we do is local here that's on a computer not connected to an internet when we test that, just so we don't possibly give out information that we shouldn't, you know? So we'll, we, we pull it down via SVN, run backups, and then we'll install what we need to, and if it's good, we'll push it all back up. And that's one of the good things about WP Engine is using SVN to do all that. <laughs> Our process yeah. is somewhat analogous, uh, but it does depend on the use case. If I log into a site and 
some plugin is doing some disgusting monstrosity with jQuery that really shouldn't be there. You know, I'll just patch the JavaScript file or make a tiny little helper plugin or something. Um, in that case, uh, you know, creating a new branch on the repo and pushing something up and stuff like that uh, will come later as a sort of record. The, the priority is always getting their site uh, in good working order as soon as possible. I see. What about you, Suzette? You know, you've done you've done the uh, the independent freelance stuff. You went from that to now working at WebDev. You know, what did you use in the past, and what was some of the stuff that you know that you were kind of showing your customers to use? I was using. Um, we would do all the maintenance and updates of everything, and it was kind of like a way for us to kind of see that everything was okay. So we just did everything manually. We had like. Um, you, usually we would block out like, diff okay, we're going to do this set of customers this week, but then we would go through like all their plugins, make sure they were current, and that the data was showing on the website like it was supposed to. So it was, it was kind of a manual. Then I discovered Infinite WP, which I used, but I understand that there was some security vulnerabilities with that last, like, a few weeks ago, mm. the Infinite WP. And then we would also use Manage WP, but that that is a more premium. Right. So we would have um, our 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 more paying customers on that on Manage WP because I thought the interface was a lot better than Infinite WP. Yeah, it seems like I use kind of the same tactic that um, that Russell's doing with uh, WP Engine. I use our staging site as kind of a way of of testing out my site beforehand and making sure that you know, the site's working good as I start going through and updating plugins, or if I'm doing any maintenance on it, I'll test that in, you know, in a staging environment first, and then Stop go from the there. Saver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And any any web host that provides some type of uh, staging environment um, is, I, I, I think that's probably something I would really look at before I would sign up for them. I, I completely love WP Engine staging just because, like, literally it's one click and everything gets moved over, and it's like, all right, fresh copy, ready to roll, import, export, do whatever. And you know what? If I if I F it up too bad, just another copy and it's done in like five minutes and I'm good to go again, you know? Like <laughs> I love that part of WP Engine. And and you can also um, you know, uh, roll back to a particular version if you needed to. Uh -huh. um, which is, you know, kinda like what Rami was talking about. But you the other thing you can do with it that I thought was pretty neat is that um, you could then take that and push it to production if you wanted to. So if you got everything working the way you wanted to, but you didn't want to push out, uh, say, WP Meta or, you know, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the post meta or the posts themselves, you can do everything else but those. So right. that, that type of stuff's, you know, kind of a cool way of, of going about it. Uh, we have a client site, and um, they're using Gravity Forms to update posts. And so, like, to do that, we had to come up with, like, a, a clever way to embed all those and stuff. And the actual dude deleted the template. And I was like, thank God we made, like, a staging site. I can just pull everything <laughs> down. And, like, we were good to go, you know. But, like, most people don't have that luxury. They just go in and start deleting stuff. Or they had a period where they shouldn't. And it's like, what'd you do? And, like, that's literally the most tedious part of my job is trying to, like, understand what my client did to mess things up. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it, it, 
like I, I love clients to death and I love tutorials. I love to read. I love to understand. My whole thing with tutorials is is I wish they would put a, a WordPress version number with the tutorial. Like, hey, when I wrote this, we were on 3.2. You know what I mean? It that make way, yeah. it would be way cool. You know, I mean, you should be able to read the date and see it was written in 2006 and be like, maybe I shouldn't use this. <laughs> but to somebody who just has a regular blog, they'll just copy and paste and have no idea what it does. You know? Yeah. And so then let me go and page into my admin and paste this uh, the SQL query in here and see what happens. <laughs> it's like they said I should delete my theme. Is that a good idea? No, it's not a good idea. <laughs> you know, it, it's horrible. So you what know, should but, our no, what should our novice listeners do here? You know, uh, we we get we get a lot of you know it's a huge variety of people. We get people that are just like us that you know have been doing this stuff for ages. We have people that are brand spanking new. Like, what are the brand spanking new people? What should they be looking at? Hello, user. Yes, speaking directly to you in cyberspace. Back up your WordPress site right yes. now. As soon yeah. as this is over, back up your site if you're not. No, doing. no. Right I now, not, not <laughs> right now. Right now, off-site backup. So I don't care if it's emailed to you. If I don't care if it's loaded up to your Dropbox. If your backup is sitting in the folder of your site, it's that not doesn't really help you. It doesn't. Yeah, people don't understand that. It's like putting your fire insurance documents like inside of your burning house. If if you're <laughs> if you have a backup there and it's on your server and it blows up, then you're just SOL right there. <laughs> or, or or you make a backup but you don't pay your bill and then they destroy everything. Your backup's gone. You know, like it doesn't work that way. It's totally true. It's totally true. <laughs> nine out of ten, like nine out of ten support problems that come to the door are like. Oh, you just didn't pay your bill. That's why your site's down. You know, like a lot of people don't have auto uh, reoccurring payments and stuff. That's mostly our day. It's just like, hey, go pay your GoDaddy bill, and you know, you'll be good. So I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the role of the noob. So, like, what um what plugin should I be using then to make my backup? I I use Vault Press, and I love Vault Press because it's. Not only is it, it's like set it and forget it, but when you have to restore your site, it's a one-click restore, and it has like a calendar interface, so you can just restore back to that day. So it's really easy, and I haven't had any problems with that, and I use that. It's only like $5 a month, I think, to install Vault Press for backups on, um, on a site, so there's no reason not to have that, or at least, I mean, there are free. Also, there's backup to Dropbox. That's mm -hmm. another one that's really good, and it's a free one. And there's Backup WP is another one that's good, um, but just some kind of backup. But if you're lucky enough to have WP Engine, like before you install a plugin, it automatically creates a backup for you if you let it. <laughs> It'll prompt well, you. What I really like about it is when you go install a plugin, it says, would you like to make a backup? And it, you can either say, no, nah, I'm cool, or yes, please do it, stupid. Like, it, it's, it's really that simple. <laughs> yeah, that's really easy. And something else that a lot of new people don't know about is when you have a WordPress site and you're testing out, like, all these different plugins and themes, it's good to get rid of those if you're not going to be using them anymore. So a lot of people, because there is a potential... Um, 
for someone to get into your site by having an old plugin, even if it's not activated. And that's like a hard thing for newbies to get. Like, don't leave that software on your site unless you're going to be using it because it could leave you open to vulnerabilities, like if it has Tim Thumb or there's other things as well. But just, just clean up and make sure that you don't have a lot of extra themes and plugins that aren't being used. And again, having that preventive maintenance, uh, popular analogy uh, is a car. You know, you make sure there's oil in it, you make sure there's gas in it, make sure the door's open, make sure there's an engine that will run so you can travel. There's a, I think, where a lot of the uh, more baseline issues occur with WordPress sites is a, a general uh, misunderstanding of uh, what a lot of things are like, uh, like plug-in and theme marketplaces. There's an inherent, uh, to us, a uh, pretty bizarre level of consumer trust that goes on. Well, it says it'll do the thing. Uh, I bought this theme. It says uh, Soliloquy Slider and Gravity Forms is embedded in the theme. I don't have to buy those plugins. What's the problem there? Um, or just something that's straight up malicious um, that they're buying from some random site. Uh, well, to, so preventive to go, maintenance. To, to, to second that is even when you have a backup plugin, uh, if you're not using it, you should disable it and you know like like uninstall it because anything that can connect to your database and could potentially get hacked is just another way to lose information. You know. Uh, that's why having something like WP Engine prevents having a plugin to backup, and we don't have to worry about that security risk. And yeah, WP Engine is about the only company that does that. I mean, there's there's tons of them too. It's just that's the one that Russ and I use. Well, <laughs> well uh, a very uh, basic important reminder for everyone is that if you're while we're talking about backups. Uh, don't think that just because you have an FTP download of your site that your site is backed up. It's not. That is only half of your site. You need a database backup, which is what the plugins have access to and can do for you. I've known far too many people to say, well, here's my site. It's missing the database. That's all your posts. That's what your plugins are going to figure it as, which ones are turned on, what's your active theme, what color did you set your background to be. That's all gone if you ignore your database. Yeah, that is something that a lot of new beginners um, have a hard time understanding, that there is a database that needs to be backed up, but also the files. Like, there's two components to it. And so if you're used to working with just flat, like, HTML files, and then you go to WordPress, and you have this whole database component that you don't know what to do with, um, it, it needs to be backed up, and there is software that will do that for you. So. One, of, one of the biggest things I can't stress enough is when you import something, let it run and let it do its job because we've had people like they'll just export you know all their <laughs> posts, pages, and menus and they'll import that in like five times and then they have five copies of their menu and it's just horrible and you know like that's the biggest thing is when you make a backup it could potentially be huge you have to let it run you know yeah that's true. <laughs> Especially when they have a whole bunch of uh, revisions or some weird posts or something like that that are in there and they didn't realize or, you know, 30,000 comments and they're like, why is this so big? Yeah, will get very bent out of shape. You have 5,000? <laughs> I mean, so many folks will get very uh, 
over-optimizing a site is something you need to watch out for. Uh, some folks recommend that you should never keep more than two revisions on a given post because that's eating up database space. Well, it's going to be row in your database, but that's not really going to slow down your site because that just gets ignored on all the database queries. So it's there's not really much of a cost to have it there, but if something goes wrong, having those extra five uh, revisions will probably save your ear end in a pinch. So don't be so concerned about performance over small wins that you wind up shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, that's true, because actually on my suzettefrank.com site where I do most of my blogging, I put a draft post. I disabled uh, post revisions and autosave, and I lost a post because I thought I was doing some optimization and I over-optimized it, and that's what happened. So then I lost a post that way, so it was silly. Uh, something that WP Engine does is they don't turn on revisions for you. You actually have to contact them, and then they'll only let you go up to three revisions um, just to kind of handle that. Uh, and that's something that we just learned, like, recently. I didn't know that they won't let you do revisions. You have to actually go and activate it uh, through config. Interesting. Hmm. Well, that about wraps it up for today. Thank you, uh, thank you all for being on the show today. Make sure you go to our website at wpwatercooler.com and click on the links there. If you're looking for links over to um, any of the, uh, the folks that have been on the show, those links will be on there. Uh, if you want to hit them up on social media, do that as well. Any comments, questions, anything like that, leave a comment down at the bottom down here. And then if you are watching this on YouTube or something like that, click the little, uh, the little like button or the little thumbs up button or something like that. Thank you all for being on the show. You have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.